0: Welcome to Visma ski Classics podcast, Levinio to Levin. Visma Ski Classics is the long-distance ski championships with 12 Pro Tour events and 35 Pro teams, bringing professional and recreational skiers together. We will analyze the events on the Tour, portray the legends of the sport, and help you to become a better skier. folks, all Wismas Key Classics fans everywhere in the world. This is another exciting episode of Living You to Levy and I am your host, Demo Virtanen. Today I have a special guest, a pro team athlete uh, from France and this lady has a new team and she will talk about that, but let's introduce her, Roxanne Lacroix. It's nice to have you on the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm fine, thank you.
0: So Roxanne. How is the training going at the moment?
1: For the moment everything is good, training goes well. I don't have any injuries so hope it will continue like this for all preparation. What kind of
0: trainings have you been doing?
1: All the cross-country skier, a lot of water ski, double-boarding and uh, running, uh, a little bit of um, cycling and sometimes kayak. I think it's good. It's this word mm-hmm. in English and strength training.
0: Is the focus more on endurance, or are you also working on speed and VO two max?
1: Uh, it's a lot of endurance, but I work also in VO two max, in intensity some intensity during summer. Yes.
0: What kind of workouts for the uh, for that particular area intensity? It's always interesting to hear what kind of hard trainings you do
1: now it's a lot of threshold training and some speed training also I did and I will do also some uh, intensity on uh, track and field I will do some on double polling, I think in the next weeks
0: so track and field you mean like running uh, on a track yeah yeah that's interesting that's a little bit different
1: I think it's good to vary for from, from now. And it will be more and more specific for winter soon, I think.
0: And what are your favorite workouts? What are the kind of the trainings that you like the most?
1: I like almost everything when I can be outside. I like to go for a long training session and do some really long laps around my home, to be in the nature and, yes, enjoy uh, the landscapes. And I think that's my favorite. And it can be in roller ski or running or if I'm outside, it's okay.
0: Since you mentioned home, where is your home exactly? And what kind of area is it?
1: I live um, near the border with Swiss in the Jura mountains it's near geneva objectively i think it's the best place for cross country ski in france <laughs> why <laughs> because um, if winter are good is good we have uh, a lot of track everywhere and we can do really long session uh, without have to come in the same place, or same track.
0: And uh, besides training, what kind of a place is your hometown or your home uh, region?
1: I, so the, the village is small, and there is a lot of farmers. In the village, yeah, the most of the workers um, are farmers. Uh, a lot of people work in Swiss. In, in this region in France, and it's really, yeah, n- nature, just nature around and it's really peaceful.
0: Are you a farmer yourself?
1: No, I'm not. And <laughs> uh, not my parents also. <laughs> but there is a lot.
0: <laughs> Speaking of that, so what
1: uh, I- what is kind of your background? Um, my dad is carpenter. My mom work as um, in the secretary in uh, in the watch business in Swiss.
0: Oh, okay. The the, the, the making clocks. You you mean the watches uh, and the yeah, uh, clocks. clocks?
1: Yeah.
0: Ah, okay. But clocks and not, watches. Okay. Yeah,
1: she work as a secretary, not ah. work for the clocks.
0: Okay, so then I guess you must have a really good discount on watches and clocks whenever <laughs> you buy them.
1: <laughs> um, it's really, really expensive clock. So now I don't have uh, enough money to buy one.
0: <laughs> so what do you do uh, besides uh, training and skiing and racing?
1: I stopped my study last year and for now... Most of my activity is skiing. When I don't train, I like to do manual work, like some deco for my house.
0: So you just said that you finished school, you graduated? Uh,
1: Not really. I, I stop. I just have one internship if I want to finish my study, but maybe I will do it. When I will stop the ski,
0: and what will you become? You know, if you do this internship, uh, what was your major?
1: It was it's study about um, sport gear development.
0: Is it correct? Oh, that's interesting. Ah, okay.
1: So it's in this kind of study, but I don't know if I will work uh, in this. Uh, kind of job when I will finish I will see because I really like manual work so I will see what future is what future will be
0: (laughs) yeah you'll see what the future holds for you but we'll talk about the future and yourself a little bit uh, later on but let's go uh, and talk about the last season and you performed really well it was a good season for you but when you Analyze or evaluate your uh, the season from your own perspective? What would you like to say?
1: Mm, I think I had some really good races, but also uh, very bad races. <laughs> so I think in Livigno and in Tobla, uh, it was really good. I have really good um, shape and good skill also and it was just fun to be there and to race there. But um, I have some really bad race, like in uh, in Kaiser, it was a disaster for me. So.
0: Why, why was it? Why was it bad for you? What happened?
1: I don't know, maybe the shape and everything was not good. (laughs) So it's good because in one race everything was bad. <laughs> so,
0: but was it difficult after a race like that to kind of bounce back and focus on the next one? Uh, or you just or you just uh, trusted that you know you were confident that you are in a good enough shape to overcome the the mishap.
1: Just after it was difficult, but. Uh, I know that the next week it was another chance, so I think I was, I was ready for the next week. <laughs> I tried to change my mind to be ready and um, to want to fight. And,
0: and then what about the uh, the remaining races of the season after Kaiser, Marcelonga, uh... <laughs> Pasalop and so forth?
1: It... Uh, Longa was not the best but it was yeah it was not really good but not really bad and Vasalopet was hard and tough but it's a special race and maybe one day I will be good to (laughs) to to fight for better results I hope so It's it's a race where you need uh, experience, where you have to know well the track and everything, and it's long, so it's really special. I'm
0: pretty sure that you will do really well. It is a tough race, of course, but which one is your favorite race among the uh, Wismaski Classics events?
1: I really like the race in Levy. The track is really varied, you have up and down and flat part and and I like also the yeah the track, the landscapes and and I like also Birkebeiner. It. It's really beautiful and and yes it's also really varied race.
0: What about the atmosphere in, in these Scandinavian races? it's a little bit different from the ones that we have in central europe or what would you say
1: yeah or for example in birkebeinerunette we when we come in sushan i hope i say it well (laughs) Um, there is a lot of people around who are doing barbecue it's crazy how people enjoy skiing and yes I think this is the big difference compared to the Central Europe uh, races.
0: And then what did you do when you got the message that uh, the season end, ended and we didn't have those last three races? Hi, did you start training a lot or you just took a break or?
1: I, I was really sad to to learn that we don't we can't uh, finish the season but for sure i understood that it was not possible so i we we still had um, snow in france so i continued to ski until i can because really soon i think around fif- uh, 15 march we had the lockdown in France, so we were not able to go out and ski. <laughs> so it was tough to stay home.
0: <laughs> Did you train
1: inside? Yeah, or we were allowed to go out from home one hour per day and just 1K around the house.
0: Wow, so you just went running outside a little bit, you know, within yeah. that... Limit.
1: Yeah, it was really limited. And I saw that the Norwegian guys go for so long training outside. <laughs> it was terrible to stay home and see that. <laughs>
0: Yes, it was very different over here. We were able to go outside, of course, you know, sort of uh, self-inflicted quarantine, but we were able to go outside here in Finland and Sweden, Norway, Mm. uh, and train. So it must have been really tough for you guys. Uh, Mentally speaking, how did you overcome that? I Because it is tough to be a particularly endurance athlete and be inside and only be allowed to go out for an hour.
1: I rested. On the beginning, it was a lot of rest, so I didn't do so much. And uh, after I train a little bit um, uh, inside, like uh, um, cycling on the um, uh, home trainer and do some core exercise, and yeah, one hour per day outside. Every, every day.
0: <laughs> but now we are able to go outside and train pretty normally yeah. I assume.
1: Yeah, lockdown finished on the middle of May, so now it's normal training. We are able to do everything.
0: And you have some exciting times ahead of you because you have a new team. Yeah. That's interesting. Let's talk about the new team and then of course a little bit about your old team, but first the new team, how did that materialize?
1: How did that happen? They started to work on it uh, on, and at the end of the season. And I think it will be exciting to race for a French uh, team
0: tell me about the team i mean i've noticed that you have a lot of good skiers you have a lot of guys that participate in the uh, you know the fist the marathon cup or the the world loped cup and they've been like skating specialists. but they may be quite unknown to uh to the uh the people listening to to our podcast
1: um the the team is uh around 20 athletes i think and some will race only on Visma Ski Classics. And another part will race on some Visma ski classics but also on skating long distance long distance races. And there is Alexis General that everybody knows. Um, there is Anouk Fevre Picon. She were pregnant last year and she were in French team before. So I think some of some of the guys in Wismaski uh, Classic know her. Um, there is a lot of young people. So I think uh, some will race on only on Wismaski Classics. Some were already on Visma last year for s- just some race. And there were I think they have a good potential to be in in good position for next year the coach um, one is the um, coach of e-liberty the um, the old team from from this musky classic and another is a new coach from uh, my region and they will work together and be with, with us on all of these ski classics, and during summer in training camp. And um, the team captain is um, was a cross-country skier also, and now is coach in another um, team in Swiss, but he is captain for. Our team
0: so how different is your team when you think about the training methods and the uh, kind of the spirit the atmosphere it's a huge team with 20 athletes as you just mentioned compared to the one that you had before Lucas uh, Bauer's team uh, where you had a really international Mm. team
1: yeah this is a lot of change but I I know all athletes from before, and um, we are all good friends it's it's good for training and for outside of training and what is really good it's that I have um, more girls to train with them, yeah, during training camp.
0: Well, that's probably really exciting that
1: yeah. I, I think it will be.
0: <laughs> so your old team, Lucas Bauer's team, of course Lucas Bauer is a legend, uh, you probably learned a lot from him, but if you describe that team and when you uh, entered uh, his gang, how did you feel way back then working with, with a legend like him?
1: Um, w- when Lucas called me, it was I was really happy to join the team And I think it's a really good, good guy. We, we laughed a lot and in training for sure, I learned a lot from him and it was a really, really good experience to, to be in the team, to work with him and to learn a lot about long distance races and, and everything.
0: You mentioned that you learned a lot from him, but what kind of things, what are the kind of the key learnings?
1: Uh, he's a champion. So I learned a lot on technique, on um, on the way to train also. And, and you, you mainly, he's a really, really good guy. On, and I'm really happy to met him, and now he's like a friend
0: and what did he say when you told him when you and Alexis told him that okay, we have this new team, so it's now you beat adieu and 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 walked into a new team
1: mm, he, he understood that that we have a chance in friends to build something because it's. It's a new thing, and I think it will be um, a big challenge for a French team. So we understood that we want to join this project. I think he was sad, but I was also really sad. It was a really difficult choice. But now we are still uh, in good uh, relationship.
0: So in good terms, and, and that, that's uh, always good. And of course, it's uh, those are the kind of the choices you have to make sometimes to, to move forward. But yes. if you, based on all that you learned from him and the new team and his team, and if you now think about yourself as a skier, how would you describe or evaluate yourself as a skier, as a long-distance skier in Vismaski Ski Classics?
1: Yeah. Uh, um I think last year I improved my double pulling on flat parts, and I was a- more able to to follow the girls on this part, and it it was uh, yeah better. I was mm, easier in in this part than before, but I think I have to to improve my double pulling on. Uh, uphill for next year because most of the time when i um, lost to the group it was in this kind of part
0: so roxanne let's talk about you as a person go back in history and find out who you are first of all How did you become involved with skiing? When did you realize that this is something you really want to do?
1: Um, I like skiing from a long time because my parents put me on ski when I was really young. But I started um, uh, competition not so soon compared to a lot of skier I think as I started the race races um, when I was 12 or 13 and um, I really enjoyed the uh, atmosphere and I I had a lot of friends to go ski so it was for what I started to to compete a lot, I think, because we were a good group, and I think it's because of this.
0: And when did you realize that long distance skiing is your cup of tea, your forte? Uh,
1: when after the junior years, I had some really bad uh, years and season, and I wanted to try some long-distance races to see how it was. And the first one, I really liked it. I thought that it fits me well. So I continue. and until the moment Lucas sent me a mail to join the team and race. And I was not able to race in this Mosque Classics, And I think it was like, like a dream <laughs> to, to race in this musky classic.
0: And do you still remember your first victory, the first ski race mm. that you won?
1: In the first one, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it was in a region, um, region race, but I don't remember. I remember some, some good victories. But not the first one.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, what good vi- uh, victory would you like to uh, bring up? Tell I, us about.
1: I think the first one that I remember was in the in a French Cup. It was a really good season. It was by um, the same season I raced on World Ski Championships in Junior, and. It was a must start and, and I was really easy and I do all the race alone in, in front and it was really good the feeling.
0: <laughs> Any other good memories from the past, from your childhood in terms of skiing?
1: I think my best memories when I was child is when I, I went ski. Um outside of the track with my parents on springtime. I think, yeah, I like ski because my parents uh, bring me ski and just enjoy to be outside and everything. And then what about school? How
0: were you as a student back at school?
1: I think I was a good student and there is not so much to say about. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: What was your favorite subject at <laughs> school? English. I...
1: Ah. <laughs> Learning English. No, I think in, in France, it's English is a disaster. We don't learn English well.
0: <laughs> well, you speak well enough. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah. I, uh, with... with um, Bauer team. I think I improved my English, and that's a, also a good point. To be in a stranger team, we have to improve. So it was good, but um, I liked uh, physics. Physic.
0: So then, when you started skiing, did that took you over completely? That was that you realize this is really something you want to do, or was it more like a hobby? And then
1: in high school I was in a class where I was able to go ski also we have special class I think it's the same in other countries so at this moment I I work for for that and I wanted to yeah to work a lot and and do it like are the, the most professional as I can.
0: And what is it about skiing that you found so fascinating? Why did you choose skiing?
1: Because first I live in a region with snow so it's it's easy in winter to go skiing and I like I like the the feelings of glide and I like the effort of the competition. Um, uh, I like to, to train in the nature and go outside and, and be alone. And yeah, and with the cross country ski, everything, um, uh, is good for this.
0: And what are maybe the things that you don't like that much about cross country skiing? Or is there, mm-hmm. or are there any things that you don't? Like about skiing?:
1: It's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe the sport I like, but the people sometimes who don't respect nature, yet yeah, when, when they put the waste, on the track, for example, <laughs> this is what I don't like.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that we should always respect the the nature around us because it is a nature sport and yeah. we should have a, definitely a huge respect for it. I mean, but of course, there's always all kinds of, you know, sights. I mean, one thing I don't, well, like or don't like is, uh, of course, the, uh, the fact that skiing is an equipment sport and sometimes you can be in a good shape but you can have bad skis and you can ruin ruin your race uh, uh, even if you know that you're mm. in a good shape uh, things like that but then again you can have really good skis and even do a much better race than you you uh, uh, you could ever ever yeah. do and it depend so but of course there's so uh, many many sides um, the next let's talk about visma ski classics uh, from an af- uh, athlete's perspective and see if there's anything you wish that could be changed uh, or improved. Roxanne, Vismaski Classics. You mentioned earlier that we were so delighted when Lucas called you and you had a chance to join. It was a dream come true to you. But of course, there's always room for changes, uh, developments, uh, and so forth. What would you like to see taking place from your perspective as an athlete and now representing a new team?
1: I would be happy if there is a French um, stage. It would be really fun to race in my own, own country. I think it would be good. We have the Transgerassienne. I don't know if everybody knows it, but it's the biggest race in France. It's still a challenger race in this Muskie Classic, but it will be good if it will be in the pro tour. Indeed, and good
0: that you mentioned uh, challengers, uh, because that race is, as you said, a challenger event. What's your opinion about that particular tour, which is a sort of a sidetrack to to the pro, uh, pro tour, that you can actually go and get some points there as well?
1: didn't do a challenger last year but just yes, a good option to race one to get some points like you said for the the general but in France the races uh, who are challengers are um, often on the same uh, same weekend like than the Pro Tour, so it's difficult to race uh, a Challenger.
0: But you can also do a roller ski race. Of course, this summer is a bit of an exception because of the, you know, the obvious reason, the the pandemic, but generally speaking, you you can go and do a roller ski race and get points there as well.
1: Yes, of course. I didn't see which races were on the Challenger on roller ski, but of course, it can be an option.
0: Yeah, they're mostly in, uh, uh, in Scandinavia and in Norway and yes. Allianz Loppet in Sweden. So, of course, you still need to travel.
1: <laughs> yes. I already raced on Allianz Loppet, So, it's, it can be a good idea. <laughs> uh, what
0: else? Talking about Wismaski Classics. To have a race in your country, in France, of course. Anything within the Pro Tour itself?
1: I like how... How the vismaski Classic take care of the uh, women uh, races, and how they try to improve the the number of women in in the pro tour. I think it's good, and I hope the peloton will be bigger and bigger.
0: Speaking of that, uh, and all the good things about Wisniewski Classics and pro tour. So when you stepped in. And started racing. How did that world feel to you, bismaski Classics circuit?
1: I really like the atmosphere. I find that athletes respect each other more than maybe sometimes on French Cup. <laughs> That's crazy, <laughs> and um, everybody are. Oh more calm but it's not the correct word we fight during the race but everybody is kind outside
0: it's competitive but it's very open very accepting uh very generous in many ways what have you learned from your speaking of your uh, fellow uh, skiers or your uh, rivals what have you learned from them since you said that it's open, everybody talks to each other? Astrid Ereslin, Britta johansson Nügren, uh, Lina Koskren, you know, all the big ones around you. You race against them uh, every weekend uh, in the winter.
1: When I think when I race against this woman, I improve a lot when I observe them and try to... To ski like them because they are really good on double polling. So I I try to take the best thing of uh, of them of what they do to to try it and to improve myself.
0: Uh- the future, the future of your team. Let's start from there. Since you ha- have a new team, you just introduced your team to us uh, a while back. Um, but what are you hoping to achieve with this young French team?
1: We have to, with the team, everybody have to learn and take experience. And, and we hope to... To fight with the Scandinia, Scandinavian team and show that we can fight and can be on the group, can be on the top position.
0: And what kind of, you say top positions? Do you have like concrete goals for next season?
1: For all the team.
0: For the team. For, for um, the team or the individual team members?
1: Uh, all. With the team, we we will try maybe to fight for top six. It could be really good if we are able to fight for top six. And individually, I don't know for the other, for my, myself, I know. I want to be more... Um, uh, to stay in... The same place every race is to be more yeah, constant during all the season and if I can stay all the season in top 10 it will be good and I also hope that I will be able to be a better uh, place that I did last season that I will beat my personal best place.
0: Do you think that a uh, podium place is a realistic goal for you for next season or the seasons to come?
1: I hope so, because this year in Toblar I was uh, fighting for the podium until the finish line. So if everything goes really good in one race. I think it could be possible. Yes, oh, oh, I work for it, and I hope so.
0: And what is your long-term goal? Of, of course, those are the the goals or plans that you have for the next season. But when you think about yourself within a five next five years or so, where do you wanna be?
1: I for sure I will be. I will, yeah, I wanted to. I want to be better and better, it's hard to give some numbers or things like this, I would be stronger, maybe know me enough in every race and know, know race really good to, to know where I have to be fast, where I can I can relax a bit and yes, things like this.
0: Do you have an urge to be uh, a champion one day? The number one.
1: Number one is, it could be really good, (laughs) for sure. But there is a lot of really good girls also. So, But I work for it, for sure.
0: (laughs) Speaking of number ones, do you have any idols, any people, uh, athletes that you respect or look uh, highly uh, you know, upon as in, an example
1: in the woman I really like Astrid Slind. she is really strong on, on the races and it's a really good example for me Marit Bjorgen was a, an idol <laughs> when I was young
0: well that's good to hear because you know she's coming back yes <laughs> Yeah. How do you feel about that?
1: It will be, I'm really happy to race in the same race than her next uh, season, it will be exciting and uh, yeah, it's like a dream also to race against her, it will be crazy.
0: Definitely will be crazy, probably something you didn't expect or even dream about uh, yeah. happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And I don't know how it will be funny because she's she was really strong and I think she's still really strong. But it will be interesting.
0: So then as a last thing before we wrap up, uh, what would you like to say, or what kind of advice or tips would you like to give to, uh, to young people in your country, anywhere uh, in the world who are thinking about uh, skiing and long distance skiing in particular? What? how would you encourage them to step into this arena?
1: Hmm. I would say them that have to enjoy what they do. It's They are really lucky to ski. They have to believe in their dream. If they work hard, everything can happen. Have fun, because it's really important to if you to be a good athlete
0: to to have fun and enjoy enjoy what you're doing yeah uh, it's it's hard work but you need to enjoy it but uh, Roxanne thank you very much for for joining us it was a pleasure talking to you and it's always pleasure uh, uh, to uh, to seeing you as well i will be seeing you soon hopefully when the season uh, begins once again and keep training uh, and uh, good luck with your new team
1: Thank you. It was a pleasure. Also, it was uh, it was tough <laughs> to explain everything, but it was a pleasure. Thank you.
0: This podcast is a W Sports Media production.